Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome into the USWNP Hour for today's show. I'm your host, Lisa Roman, alongside former United States Women's National Team midfielder, Lori Lindsay. If you're joining us live on youtube.com slash attacking third, join the comments, YouTube chat, and you can listen to all of the USWNP Hour shows on the Attacking Third podcast. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and all the places that you listen to your podcasts. We're talking about the NWSL regular season, player evaluation, and we have a special guest, former United States Women's National Team defender and current assistant coach Tiffany Roberts Sahadak, joining us later. But first, our names day, Lori Lindsay. How are you, Lori? Yeah, great. Um, coming off of a, a fun weekend. Um, we were out in LA, so that was awesome for the Angel City home opener. And goodness, was that um, an amazing celebration, just an awesome event. So, yes, I, I'm still recovering. I uh, you looked like you had a great time. You were on the Angel <laughs> City pink carpet. You looked fantastic. You were interviewing some superstars. Uh, did you get a little shell shocked at all? I mean, not talking to Abby Wambach, but like Billie Jean King, uh, Jennifer Gardner. Were, was there anyone you were starstruck by? Uh, I would say starstruck, uh, starstruck, <laughs> but um, I mean, I was definitely having the time of my life and mainly like, hey, Jeffrey Gardner, can I get on that same skincare um, routine that you're on? Because you look amazing. Um, but yes, no, it was awesome. I mean, there's so many laughs, right? It was just like uh, outside of a, like an awesome game and like the um, the event on the field, off the field, there's like so many moving parts and it was so fun. And um, a lot of the investors um, good friends and former teammates. So it was like very much of a, a reunion. Um, oh, very much so. So, yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, you guys did a fantastic job. Marissa Pilla holding it down as the host. And of course, Jen Hildreth, Hallie Wagner on the call for the game. They did a fantastic mm -hmm. job. You were on the sidelines giving us not just reports. That was a lot of Marissa, but the field analysis. I love this new role for you, Lori. I'm so here for it. Sideline field analyst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll be back in the booth on Wednesday. <laughs> uh, but um, no, it's long. always yeah. The last couple of games, um, yeah, definitely the role that I've um, I've employed, I guess, and it's been awesome. It gives you a little bit of a different look, and it's fun to be able to go back and forth with Jen and Allie and um, 
have like a little bit of a different vantage point. So exactly, exactly. You can, you can see differently on the field and you hear differently what the coaches are saying. Uh, We've got a lot to chat about today. We're going to look at the national team players and how they performed this past weekend in the NWSL. But before we get into that, I want to remind everyone joining us live on YouTube that I have a $100 Paramount plus subscription to give away in today's episode. And I want you guys to win. We've had a few winners in our past. We try to do one every single Monday. All you have to do to enter is like this video and then drop your social media handle in the chat without the at sign. So it can be your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle and you are entered to win a Paramount Plus gift card, $100. You can watch CONCACAF, Champions League, Syria, and of course the NWSL. So drop your social media handle in the chat for a chance to win a Paramount Plus gift card. A lot of action this weekend starting overseas, Lyon, They played uh, two of our national team players are over there in Katarina Macario and Lindsay Horan. They both played 90 minutes in the midfield. It was the second leg of the UEFA Women's Champions League semifinal. Leon beat PSG two to one in that match. No goals from our U.S. players, but 90 minutes. It's really good to see Lindsay Horan after dealing with a bit of an injury. Get the start, play a full game with Leon. It's good to see that. It looks promising for the June window to come up for the national team. And in the NWSL, opening season, opening weekend of the regular season, 12 teams in the NWSL, seven different United States women's national team recent call-ups scored goals. If we're throwing Morgan Weaver in there, she also notched a goal. That would be number eight. There's a lot of different things to talk about it from this weekend. Lori, but players specifically that stood out to you, any specific games that you watched that you were really impressed with personnel and players that you saw? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, in particular, the game that we're going to see again on Wednesday night, the um, Washington Spirit versus Earl Rain, um, Sanchez with the cracker of a goal from distance and then Hatch on the header. So I would say those two players for sure add in Trinity Rodman because she had the assist on Hatch's um, game winning goal. Um, so another great performance. I mean, it is very early, but my early predictions are Washington going all the way as repeats again this year. So, and also I have them as, um, the favorite in the challenge cup, winning the challenge cup as well. So listen, these are bold predictions. We'll see what happens. Um, but I, I think that that front line, um, or I guess, you know, Sanchez playing a little bit behind, but, Mm -hmm. um, with Trinity and Hatch and Sanchez, they continue to produce and have been really, um, really, really quality throughout um, these opening games. And then also Sophia Smith. I mean, listen, a little bit of suspect defending because no one closed her down inside the box, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. it didn't get better than that, than that finish. So um, we got on to so- um, Sophia Smith, um, great finish and convincing win for Portland. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how this goes. I mean, it's the first weekend yeah. of, you know, the crossover. So I think it's interesting. These games have been a little bit wild and unpredictable in some ways um, because they had been playing the same teams over and over with in their division. And now, um, like, I can't say that I thought Angel City was going to win that game, but they did. So also, <laughs> I mean, we're just being honest here. We're just being oh, honest totally. here. I, yeah. I did not I'm have happy to be wrong. This is all, it's great. I, I did I'm not more have Angel happy. City winning this match at all. And I think that you have to take into account all of the fanfare that was happening. A sold out stadium, uh, soccer back in LA for the first time in 10 years or so. The investors were all there. The pregame show, there was so much going on in that match that 
if North Carolina could have held on for the first 10 minutes, things definitely would have been different. Uh, but you have to give a lot of credit to Angel City. I think they looked better. Um, and specifically when we look at Angel City, we have to talk about Kristen Press because this is a player that has been with the national team in and out for years. And she most recently hasn't been called in because head coach Flacco-Andonofsky wanted Press to get time with her club. She wanted to focus on that. Um, similar as Alex Morgan. But both of these players are on expansion side. San Diego sneaks away with the win against Houston in the waning minutes of that match against Houston Dash. But both expansion sides getting three points, getting a win, San Diego getting the shutout in that matchup. Um, the These were really good games. I love that you touched on Washington spirit because the trio of, of forward United States national team players that they have in Sanchez, Rodman, and Hatch are very, very impressive to watch. Um, it was good to see Hatch score with her head. The assist from Trinity Rodman, if you went back and replayed that goal that happened and, and those highlights from that match, Trinity Rodman hits this cross into the box. It, it's a lofted ball over the top to her, down the flank. It's bobbing. It's bouncing. She's got a defender on her. She half volleys it out of the air and crosses it in, and Hatch is able to just flick it on. That It looked so easy. <laughs> Trinity Rodman. Oh, yeah. I mean, that front, yeah, that, their so front line, easy. listen, that team is fun to watch right now, and I think they arguably probably have some of the the most depth in the league right now as well. And they've had to use that depth um, and rotate players. And that's been um, extremely beneficial. And I think that will be um, really important going into this game on Wednesday as well, obviously having to play Oil Rain again. So that'll be interesting to see kind of the rotation of the players um, with just a few days in between and also playing the same team. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But I mean, Rodman, you know, I think there's some question marks uh, coming into the season. Like if you're going to have like the sophomore slump and um, yeah, right. That's not happening. <laughs> and so, <laughs> and they're, they're fun. They Do are a fun team. Laura, you had at CBS last weekend, you did your MVP, your pick to win. You had Trini Rodman, I believe is your MVP. Does that still stand after this last weekend? Oh Yeah. I mean, listen, it's early too, and the predictions are fun, and this is like whatever. Yeah, but like I have Washington going all the whole the whole way. They got to win the Challenge Cup as well. They're gonna have to win the league. Listen, they got a lot of work to do. And then Trinity Rodman is my MVP. So, um, yeah, I, I I just think she has. Listen, I think her ceiling's um, incredibly high, right? And uh, mm -hmm. um, I think it would wouldn't be doing her any service if we didn't say that there's a lot of room for her to still grow as a player. But I think the what she's doing on both sides of the ball this year and as such a young player um is incredible and it's exciting yeah. it's fun and she looks like she's having fun and honestly that's what it's all about because all of us outsiders or who aren't on the field you know we we make these claims and we put a lot of you know quote unquote pressure um on these these players and like i think she's like Pfft whatever. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's fun. I am so here for it. It's so fun to watch. And the friendship between Ashley Sanchez and Trinity Rodman, um, our social media manager for attacking third, Sydney, she does a fantastic job with our Twitter and everything. Shout out Sydney. 
Shout out Sydney. Always. We got to shout her out. She's joining us live behind the scenes today for this USWNT hour live. And Sydney and I have talked about the friendship between Rodman and Ashley Sanchez and how they plan their pregame outfits together and their nails are always done. And we love it. We love seeing this friendship and the celebratory dances that these two do. And the fact that they get to play for club and country together it's it's just growing that they're going through these younger days as professional players and national team players together arm in arm and side by side and not just as competitors to push each other but as friends and that's got to make it a bit easier and a lot more fun when you're scoring goals alongside one of your best friends it's so fun to watch those two i also want to talk about ol rain a little bit because rose lavelle she did notch a goal in this match she had a penalty kick that um, did not go in. It was technically saved by Aubrey Kingsbury. I thought it was a great save uh, that happened throughout this match. But Roosevelt also didn't strike it that convincingly as a penalty kick. Um, we don't usually see that from Rose Lavelle. She's a player that can knock down the ball. If, if you're an attacker and you're a forward that has the ball on a penalty kick, you need to bury it and put it away. But Kingsbury getting the save. It's This match was fun because there was so many international players going up against each other. And we get to see it again on Wednesday in the Challenge Cup semifinal. Yeah, I think what was more impressive, though, is then Rose scoring later on. Because, you know, sometimes you yeah. hold on to those. And um, that's going to happen. You're going to miss p- penalty kicks. I mean, at the other end. Um, um yeah. Uh, oh, well, Rain's goalkeeper Fallon Joyce. I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> I'm very tired again. <laughs> Every Monday I show up, I'm tired. Um, I know it's all right. But, we we um, had another you for showing up. <laughs> yeah, had another. You know, a great performance. So it, yes. that, that game could have been um, completely different as well. But Rose showing up, scoring the goal, um, and you know, credit to her, just letting the the penalty kick go and yeah. move on. So. So a question about Fallon Tullis Joyce, goalkeeper for OL Reign. Thank you. That, that's her name. I got you, Lori. That's what I'm here for. Um, there's been some question marks. Should she be called into the national team camp? I mean, she's young. This is her first year in the NWSL. She played in France for a year, uh, but she's been putting up a very impressive performance week in and week out with OL Reign as a goalkeeper. Um, and now looking across the board at goalkeepers, I think Alyssa Nair has been tremendous for the Chicago Red Stars, just lights out. But any thoughts from you on Fallon Tillis Joyce? Oh, well, I think she's been excellent. I agree with that, like no doubt. And mm-hmm. um, great shot stoppers, kept her team in some um, in some of these games, which is what you want from your goalkeeper. However, I mean, it kind of goes back to like whenever we have these conversations, like who is she going to beat out, right? Or who is she going right. to come in? And I think when you think of somebody like a – um, Aubrey Kingsbury, she's been consistent for a handful of years, right? And is just now getting a call up. Um, and obviously had a listener, even um, Ashton Harris ahead of her for for years, AD French, right? So it's sometimes about buying your time. And so my question is, is like, who is she better than an Aubrey Kingsbury? Is she, mm-hmm. does she do these little things? I think that she's had these great performances and time will tell because that is a position position that you need to be consistent in and little details matter. Um, so no need to rush it. I think that her performances continue to be, um, really solid and, and she's performing at a level that OL rain needs her to. Right. And the, exactly. anytime you have those types of performances, it allows for this rain team to showcase their ability to be able to press higher up the field 
and and um, showcase some of their more um, attacking flair, um, which we're accustomed to seeing. So I think you know it's a long season. Let's let's see. I but I agree. She's been she's been excellent for them. Yeah, she has been excellent. And as to who she's going to beat out, I think that's a great question because I think Aubrey Kingsbury is ahead of Tullis Joyce at this point. Consistency, experience that she has. Um, I'm hopeful that Casey Murphy is going to return to play and at least get time with club in North Carolina Courage, uh, hoping before this June international window comes about. Yeah. Um, but in the goalkeeper position, it's got to be Alyssa Nair right now for the national team because she has been playing lights out just so tremendous with her club um coming back from the injury that she suffered in the summer last year of 2020 2021 for the 2020 tokyo olympics she has just improved tremendously her agility and her mobility in the box has been really good and really fun to watch from Alyssa nair and her shot stopping she's kept chicago in a lot of games throughout the challenge cup um, I'm hoping that that'll just transfer through to the regular season. But this crossover, it's a little interesting. A lot of the players are saying that this regular season, there's so much more on the line. I mean, we saw Angel City beat North Carolina Courage. You just went on a tear throughout the Challenge Cup. Uh, you mentioned Sophia Smith. I want to ask about Morgan Weaver. She also notched a goal. She got the start, where Sophia Smith did not for Portland. Uh, could she find her way back in the roster for Black Wendonofsky at some point? I mean, 100%. Why not? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I think that that's, that's the important thing is that like, this is always ever changing. And um, that's what the league is here for. Um, I always say, though, that the, um, you know, club level. Um, the NWSL is extremely different than the national team level. It's, you know, it's a whole nother level and the, the, what's at stake is very different. The competitiveness, the little details of everything are completely different than playing at club level. So that is important to keep in mind. Um, and then also, I think when you look at our front line for the national team, it always goes back. What is, what is Morgan Weaver doing? That's going to separate her mm -hmm. consistently from ever, anybody else. Cause I think you could put Bethany Bolser in some ways in that conversation as well. She's been great for, well, Rain. I, her the evolution of her game to me has been um, probably the most extensive out of any of the strikers in this league. From from how she started in terms of like really oh, kind yeah. of post up a striker who's good in the air to like her being able to play a number ten now. But it goes back to what we were talking about with Fallon Tullis Joyce is like who is she going to beat out? Because you also have Kristen Press that could play the nine. You have a uh, Alex Morgan that are very much still in the conversation. Um, at least Macari, it is. Though, who knows Hatch. what Rock is thinking. <laughs> right. You have Hatch. You have all the other players. Pew. You have all these players that can play anywhere. Macario, right, about to play in the Champions League final. So here we are. Like, there's like 100 people up that can play up there. <laughs> and um, Weaver is no doubt one of those players. However, I'm not sure. Like, it just depends on who else is playing around her. And yeah. that will get more and more clear as things get hashed out and the season goes on. And um, Blacko has to make some of his his dis decisions into um, qualifiers. I'm just so glad it's not Tiff Tiffany Roberts Hadek, who's going to um, be with us a little bit. She'll be making those decisions as well. Yes, so. you will. And I'm, I'm so glad it's not me, Lori, making those yeah. decisions. Or I'm me sure you too. Can say the same. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I, I, could, I would like maybe like to make some of those choices. <laughs> TR, did you hear that? <laughs> Tiffany, did you hear that? She wants in. She wants to make decisions. Uh, Lori, another player I want to ask you about, uh, we've given a little bit of grief to on this show on our USWNT hour. Looking at Gotham, they struggled throughout the Challenge Cup. Lots of individual talent, but need to produce and put together the final product on the pitch. 
They did that this weekend. They played against Orlando Pride. They notched three goals in a 15-minute span all before the halfway mark. And then they were able to hold that lead throughout the second half and keep a clean sheet against Orlando Pride, even with Sydney LaRue coming back from injury, getting into the mix for the Pride. Christy Mewis, she notches an assist and a goal in this match. We saw a lot more from Mewis. I'm going to stick with her for a minute, even though Margaret Purse also got the second goal. But opening up the scoring, it was Christy Mewis off a corner kick going to McCall Zerboni, a little nod of the head into the box. But Mewis, she ends up getting this assist. She ends up getting the third goal for Gotham in this one. We saw more of the Christy Mewis magic that we hadn't been seeing throughout the Challenge Cup. This could be the step in the right direction for Mewis as eyes continue to be turned on her at the club level to make a difference for Gotham and be that game changer playmaker in the midfield, but also at the international level to stay on Black Wendonofsky's roster and to stay on his radar as an influential midfielder when the United States, they don't have so much depth in the midfield with a slew of injuries, but Mewis needs to be part of that depth. And then also, um, Margaret Purse, she notches a goal, which we've seen her be tremendous. And this was a beautiful ball over the top. Great touches from her. She keeps it on her left and finds the back of the net. With these two players in, in particular that we have talked about before, not necessarily producing with their club, being able to produce this weekend, that helps their chances moving forward with the national team. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think anytime. I think each game is important, right? Um, mm -hmm. Especially when you're considered a, um, a more experienced, and I'll put um, Midge Person to that, as, and, you know, veteran might be pushing a little bit, but um, she is one of the more experienced players, especially in Gotham, and they look to her to produce. So I think that is, you said it a second ago about Christy Mewis, is influential. She has to be influential um, and make this team this this team tick because they went mm -hmm. after her in the off season, right? And yeah. um, it was a player that they wanted to fill, like a, a void they wanted to fill in the midfield, and we hadn't really seen that. And and her and Midge Purse, I would say, you know, battling through a few little injuries at the beginning of the Challenge Cup, so some inconsistent play and in, inconsistent time on the field. But anytime you can score goals, you can um, get the first victory of the season under your belt is huge. And hopefully that's just going to build confidence. But yes, I mean, I think every game, this is, a, I mean, no doubt, Vlaco and his staff are, are watching all of these games, right? So every game, every game matters. And it might not necessarily be about your team's performance, but how are you affecting the team and and how are you playing and, and getting yourself into positions to be dangerous, whether it's in the attack or um, defensively, obviously. Exactly. And it's not always about having that consistency. I mean, the most consistent, the better. However, if you do find yourself in a slump as a player, if you can pull yourself out of that, continue to score goals, turn things around for yourself and for your club team, that's huge. That is huge <laughs> heading into this. We, I'm always, I, I do enjoy the chat. Well, I do, I do enjoy the chat. chat. One of the, Christy Mewis is always getting slandered just because she's the lesser. I don't think so. Actually, I, I really appreciate both of them. And I think they have very different qualities. <laughs> Stephen, we appreciate the comment. But um, in fact, no, I think they're actually incredibly different players. And um, uh, I used to play with Christy and um, really respect the way that she plays. And I, I feel like the conversation around Christie's game, her entire career is that consistency and, and showing up and being able to deliver with the quality that she has. So 
um, speaking towards that, but really appreciate <laughs> we it. We uh, love there messages. was a moment, I think it was Emily that was like, oh, Lori's here. Are we, we know she's going to be reading the chat. <laughs> yeah, I certainly am. Hi, Emily Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Keep your messages coming in the chat. As a reminder, we have a $100 Paramount Plus gift card to give away throughout this live today. So drop your social media handle. That's Twitter, Instagram, without the at symbol in the chat. Be sure to like this video because we have an incredibly special guest coming up after this quick break. Tiffany Roberts Sahadak. She is an assistant for Black Wendonofsky. She's a former national team defender. We get to pick her brain about a lot of these things. Lori, I know we've got some great stories coming from you on TR. We've got all this and so much more right after this quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. CBS Friday, TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. You speak. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale, Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Welcome back to the United States Women's National Team Hour alongside Lori Lindsay. I'm Lisa Roman, and we have a special guest, former national team defender, current University of Central Florida women's head soccer coach, and newest assistant for Black Wendonofsky and the United States Women's National Team, Tiffany Roberts. Sahadak. Tiffany, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great now that I'm here with you guys. Oh, my goodness. Lori. This is a very serious show, so get buttoned up, okay? I mean, I've been listening the whole time. I've missed you so much, Lori. Like, I'm just cracking. You make me laugh so much. I'm like, I, I miss you in my life. Lisa, uh, it's so nice to meet you, too. You, too, Tiffany. You can't imagine working with Lori week in and week out. I love it. All we do is laugh. We have such a great time, and we're so happy that you can join the conversation today. I want to know your relationship, you two, Tiffany and Lori, how you guys know each other, how long you go back, when's the last time you saw each other, hit us. Lori, Hold on. You we, start, Lori. Okay. This thing, I'm going to remember, but it was with the national team. I want to say, oh, goodness gracious. Sorry, everybody. Um, um, I want to say it was 2003-ish. 2004-ish for the Olympics, right? We were out in um, Hermosa Beach. We were out in LA training for the Olympics and we end up living together. And speaking of which, this weekend, TR, we missed you so much. I saw Abby. I saw Ange. Shout out to Dose Dose. We lived, what was our street name? I don't know. I just remember we were the Dose Dose crew. Yeah. 12 something. I don't know. It was 12, right 12 something. Dose yeah. Dose was our house and it was pure shenanigans. And um, then the rest is history because I couldn't get away from TR, even if she probably tried to get away from me. Um, and then and then we lived together again in D.C. Um, yeah. a year later. I think it was that's like actually, yeah, you're right. It was that, oh, I don't remember. I can't remember the timeline, but we did live together in D.C. with Viv. Yeah. And, uh, we were, it was when the WUSA folded. And there wasn't a league anymore. And then the um, 
the freedom had like a, I don't know, an exhibition team still put together. So that's when we lived in DC together, I think one summer. Yeah, that sounds right. And then Viv is a, was the travel agent for like a lot of national team players and the Washington Freedom at the time. And we lived with her and it was a Motley Crew summer house and just hilarious. Wait, and what you introduced me to Viv and, T, and you know, TR is my nickname on the national team. And Lori wouldn't tell her, like she kept hearing Tiara, like, you know, like a crown. She thought, <laughs> and, and, and Lori had many opportunities to... <laughs> Fix it and say, oh, no, Viv, it's actually TR. And no, she let it slide. And Viv called me Tiara for like a year. <laughs> oh, I love that. So fans can call you Tiara or TR? Tiara. Tiara. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what happened was is one, like I was driving with Viv one day and then she was like, call TR. And so she gave me her phone and I'm like looking up TR's number. And I'm like, I don't see her number in this phone. And she's like, it's under Tiara. And I'm like, <laughs> what? It's under Tiara. <laughs> T-I-A-R-A. There it is. Not TR. Tiara. If my players are hearing this right now at UCF, yes, they're going to start calling me Tiara. I Please do. brought that up. It is. Oh, um, it was the funniest thing. I was dying. And, and TR is right. I, I didn't even correct Viv. And then she just continued on. And then that was the best part of the summer. Um, well, well, Tiara, it is fantastic to have you joining us here today. Um, I love this. This I want to hear all of these stories. I know our listeners do too. If you guys have any specific questions for TR or Lori, drop them in the chat. We'll see if we can get those answered for you. Um, but congratulations are in order. January of 2022. You, it was announced you have joined Vlako Andonovsky and his United States Women's National Team staff as an assistant coach. Woo woo! Let's give it up for TR. Congratulations! Woo! Yes, thank you. It's, it's awesome. Here's, it's mind blowing. Like it just happened so fast. And January I was in, and um, it wasn't like it was this long, drawn out process of being invited in. It was kind of like being a player again. You're like, whoa! I just got called up. You know. <laughs> Yes, I I get that feeling totally. Yeah. Um, but it's awesome. It makes sense. I feel like this totally makes sense for your career um, and the trajectory of it. Uh, I don't even actually know if I know this, though, but how like, like, I feel like you were always like a coach on the field. So you becoming a coach makes sense. But how did you get into it? Because before you were at UCF, you were at Virginia Tech. Um, Virginia I mean, Montana. VCU, VCU, excuse yeah. me. Don't, sorry, VCU. Uh, <laughs> um, so how did all that come about? Um, how did you get into the college game? Oh, college game. Honestly, you guys, it is, <laughs> life never works out the way that you're planning it to be really like, it's like, we, we think life is going one direction and then it's just going to throw you a curveball. So, uh, honestly, Tim and I finished our professional careers. I was not playing on the national team anymore. And then we were like, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? And we kept thinking of different things. And, um, we were like, guys, we need to stay in soccer. Like what the heck? Like we've been part of soccer our whole life. We are experts in this field. Like, why are we trying to go learn something new? And, um, we got really lucky. We honestly got a call from VCU, uh, Virginia Commonwealth University, and they pretty much just handed us the job like Tiff and Tim, do you guys want to be co-head coaches, division one college soccer team, which was a very good team, mid-major team. 
And uh, I, we were like, well, we should at least try this, right? And I was a little bit nervous. I'm like, we've never coached collegiately before. I mean, if we were coaching like U9s and like U14s in club, and then all of a sudden we were given this collegiate team. And I was obviously very nervous about it, just not having experience or being an assistant coach for someone or even being a GA for someone for a division one team. I mean, there was, it was just like thrown right into the fire. Um, but really, I remember talking to Anson Dorrance, my, my, um, well, he was a national team coach back in the day, but my college coach. And he was like, best way to learn how to be a college coach or a head coach is to be a head coach and just go in and do it and <laughs> learn along the way. And we did, we had a learning curve, but I mean, we just learned as we went and had awesome support at VCU. And then six years later, UCF job opened and they called us and they were interested in us coming that way. And it, it was the right move at the time. And it's been great here at UCF. So and I do it with my husband. So it's, it's different, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's a family affair here and Lori knows Tim really well. So um, we, oh, he lived with us as well, like in, in DC. So everyone was there. Trust me. Like my, all my life lessons and we, TR, when we got, um, coffee before the national team game, uh, last month in Philly, I was like filling her in my life and like how I credit her to all of like any of my, um, adult, um, good decisions being made these days is all because of Tim and TR, I feel like. So, <laughs> and your dad. Financial <laughs> advice. Yeah. I, I love this. I love all of this. So, for the listeners that don't know, Tiffany coaches with her husband, Tim. Uh, we heard at Virginia Commonwealth. Um, Lori got that wrong. We're struggling with the tiredness over here with Lori. We're working on it. And now she's at University of Central Florida. But now the call up to the national team, you're back in red, white, and blue. What's your role now with the national team? Is it similar to coaching collegiately and, and how is it different? Oh, it's totally different from my collegiate. I'm in the head coach at, at UCF. So totally new role for me. Honestly, you know, I'm, I'm Blacko's assistant, one of his assistants. So I'm really brand new and learning the environment, learning Blacko, learning the way that he sees the game because my job is to support him and uh, support the environment and support the players. And so that's really, I'm just taking everything in right now. And then I do have the experience of playing in the red, white, and blue and playing in World Cups and the Olympics and um, being that person in, on staff that has that perspective of, of been there as a player in their shoes. Hopefully that's something that I can bring to the players and help them support them in that way, just having that different perspective. I love that, yeah, bringing think, that perspective. Yeah, go ahead, Laura. Yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I think that's so important because the, for the listeners as well, like, I don't, what what was your age too? Um, were you 16 when you first got called in with the national team? 15? Yes. I mean, yeah. obviously totally different times, but yes, I was totally. 16, 16 years old and then was on the team for like 10 years. Um, and it was just a different time to get called up as a 16 year old, but that's like an insane experience. That. Yeah, no, but it's amazing too. I think that is so important though, for people listening that don't know how young you were when you called in, because even, um, you being just like four years, three or four years older than me, that was like massive to any of us young players that were watching that too, to be like, Oh my God, here's like a 16 year old getting called in. Hell yeah, I can do it. Okay. No, I can't, but <laughs> cause here's my 16th birthday. It's coming on and I'm still not there. Um, but like, I think that's huge in terms of experience because we're talking about Trinity Rodman playing in the league. Now we're talking about Mal Pugh getting called in and you having, you know, that experience from a young age, not only playing with, um, the national team, but 
having the longevity of what it takes to be on the team for so long and the consistency it takes, regardless of the time, right? It was so competitive back then as well. Um, but then also just understanding as a young player um, how to navigate that Um you know, that reminds me of something that I've been interested in. I meant to ask you before, too, was how do you see the difference in the game now? I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. athletically, things have changed. The resources look very different. But what, like, being in with the national team, what's the biggest difference, would you say? I mean, Lori, it's changed so much. Yeah, and I mean. The amount, the amount of information and feedback and analysis that goes along with the game now for the players is incredible. And it's going to help, or it does help, uh, the team's development, the player development. I mean, I keep thinking, oh, my God, if I had all this information when I was 16. We'd be amazing. I would have been awesome. <laughs> um, like, like it was, my development was, like, so slow, I feel like. Yeah. But, but now it's, like, um, they have access to so much information and the feedback and the analysis um, is incredible. So obviously there's so much there's yeah. just so much more like tactics involved that we just never even knew like the things that i'm learning even now in the environment it's like i hadn't heard that mm-hmm. i know the Ever. resources I, I mean we didn't have video to do scouting like it was just crazy like no right yeah the resources yeah are exceptional and just the feedback you can get and how to manage um individual athletes like you and I very different athletes right and like just to be able to separate and do different things now to be able to like get the best out of how we are athletically it'd be so interesting cuz i mean you're a lot faster than i was so <laughs> I want to see these stats. We've got to get you guys hooked up with the stats. No one needs to see it, okay? We'll get the timings down. I I love this. This is fantastic. But Tiffany, Lisa, Lori could could literally like put me overhead and just like chuck me. (laughs) Okay. But you know what's hilarious though is being, so these last two games, I don't know if you were listening in, being behind the scenes, but like these last two games, TR, I was on the sidelines as an analyst, like with an open mic, right? And I'm not kidding. I was like, and like, you know, being in the booth and we see the players, I see the players a lot, but some of the athletes today, I'm like, you're amazing. I'm like, I feel like, has anybody seen the Instagram, uh, the mini footballers that are like this big? That's what I feel like compared to some of these athletes. I'm like, these women are amazing. And just like the the level of athleticism um, is just like beyond as Different. well. I mean, like, I'm like, I would have snapped in two. And Different then level. you would have snapped into four. sorry i cut you off no it's okay i I love hearing these stories but you mentioned you got called in when you were 16 Uh, you played in a world cup you won gold you won the world cup you've done it all and at a really young age there's been a number of other young talented players called in i mean mallory Pugh was called in when she was 17 trinity rodman is now 19 as we enter a world cup qualifying summer and a world cup year what advice as someone who played at this level when you were 16 and in a World Cup and with the Olympics, what is your advice to the current young players as they enter this journey of World Cup qualifiers this summer? Well, I mean, you know, they're gonna have some, they're gonna have teammates, they're gonna have their back. And I think, you know, you get called in and you make the roster, like you're there for a reason. So the belief has to be there. Like believing in yourself, that was always a hard thing for me on the national team. You're surrounded by so many good players it's hard to actually believe like you belong there. Right. So 
Um, mm -hmm. Having the belief that you belong there and that you can make a difference, having the support from one of your, you know, all of your teammates. But then, you know, you guys were talking about the NWSL and having their games, but like we didn't have these leagues to really develop in and gain confidence in and trial and error with your game or, you know, feedback week to week. We didn't have that on the national team back in the day. So there, I would say, use those games every week, right, to continue to develop, continue to gain confidence. Um, again, trial and error, try some things. Okay, that didn't work out. Let's do this next time. Um, but I'm so happy that they have the league. Because I, I remember from my development, once I started playing the league, that was the best soccer I had ever been playing for the mm -hmm. national team. So I'm so glad that they have that environment to grow. Um, but just, you know, use that for confidence, getting into the national team and then it's it's game time I mean, world cup qualifiers come up and it's 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 go time yeah i think that's a great point because you know now that we're in the 10th season sometimes even myself i'll forget about these games and how important it is but these players are put in such um important situations um having to win having to learn how to manage games i mean before the leagues and even in between the wsa and the wps um we just go into camps. We'd be live in residency. We'd be, or we'd go into camps for three weeks and then have a week off or however. So it was a lot choppier in a way. And it was like, you're playing against each other. And again, those games were like so challenging. Cause it's like the smallest little details sell, um, separate players. And also you're like, competing with those players for a spot. <laughs> You're like, screw you, like, get out of here. Um, but so, yeah, that's an interesting, sometimes I do forget that how like these players are put in such um, important positions week in and week out. Um, and then the development comes from there, obviously. Do you have um, a favorite moment? I'd be curious Ooh, about this. Um, in terms, let's it could be with the national player. team or in general. It could be let's, with the national team or not. Let's What'd start you say? as a player. Your favorite memory as a player, and then we'll do coach. I to mean, make it a oh gosh, favorite memory as a player. <laughs> this is annoying. I'm glad I asked the most annoying question. Oh my gosh, Lori. Um, I mean, every I always get this like, what was better, winning the World Cup or or winning the Olympics? Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I get that all the time, but. It was so different for me. Each event, it's so different. It's hard to like put them up against each other and compare them. I, I'm sure Lori has heard the story, but I literally dreamt about being in the Olympics since I was in second grade. So I remember watching the Olympics and I fell in love with Jackie Joyner, Kersey and Mary Lou Retton. And I was like drawing pictures of myself with like gold medals around my neck. Like any, any chance I got, whether it was in school for a, uh, an assignment or you know, talking to my class, like I would always share, like, I'm going to go to the Olympics. I mean, soccer wasn't even in the Olympics back then. And, um, for women at least. And, uh, so for me, the 96 Olympics, like as a personally, like that was such a huge moment for me on a personal level, just because I had something I had been like dreaming about writing about drawing pictures of since I was, you know, seven years old or something like that. And then so the you, world, en you ended up winning gold. Where is it? Where is it in your house? Do you wear it every day? Oh, you I just got it. Um, it's, up, it's upstairs. <laughs> it's like hanging in my closet. <laughs> Good. I actually, you know, people do different things with their gold medals, I guess. But mine's actually just like in this little, in this little purse because I want it available. Because you know, my kids. I have two. We have yeah. two daughters. I have a about to be twelve year old, about to be fourteen year old, and. You know, sometimes their little classes ask me to come talk to them and share the medal. And 
um, or their teams or local community wants to see it. So I have it readily available to share it with anybody that wants it because that's how I feel. Like I saw someone win and it was so inspiring and I'm like, Oh my God, I want to do that. So I could bring that little medal around the community and they can see it or touch it and be like, Oh yeah, that's me. You know, help them keep on track. Um, that's important to me, but obviously the world cup was a totally just different monster. Like it was just, it, that was more for like women in sport or not even just women, but just sport in our world. Right. And the impact mm-hmm. that it made and the barriers that we broke that just as a, as a, just as a sport, it was, that was amazing and special on its, on its own. So. I love that question. Lori's asking some annoying questions. I'm going to take a look at our chat that we have here because we're getting some personality questions about players on the current team. (laughs) I'm not going there. I would love to, but you know, I'm not really going there. I'm still learning. I will go. I'm going to say this. I I um, I'm loving all the person. I will I will tell you this without going into detail. I'm loving all the personalities. I'm still learning them. Think about it. Yeah. I've only been in camp, you know, two weeks in January. Um, she believes cup, and then we were just together, you know, in April. So I don't even know if I can say so much when I'm still learning everybody. So I'd hate to throw something out there, and then you know, I probably change my mind. Like, and please. and vice versa, they don't even know the treat they're in for yet. Knowing you, yeah. So yeah, listen, they're they're Lori. get ready. Lori, that's how I feel. I feel like I've been a little bit bottled up because yeah. you know I'm in a new environment, just like anybody in a new environment. You're really mm-hmm. observing, so you're just kind of observing and sitting back and taking everything in. I'm like, they don't even know yet. Yeah, they don't. They don't even know. They are in for such a treat because I think you know. Listen, anybody who's watching this or listening, it's so important, um, at least for me to say because I think a lot of times we hear about like obviously Mia Hamm, Julie Foudy, all of these players, right? Mm-hmm. Who are like freaking phenomenal. So great to see them and like faces of our sport and how much they've given back. But like TR was part of that, right? Like yes. she is that player. And like that, I think that is so important to be able to have that um, with our national team now, especially in this, like whether we want to call it transition time or not, we're getting an influx of some younger players, which is needed. Awesome. Shows the depth of our team. Um, but for them to have you, because, you know, in that time period when you first came on the team, to like when you retired were the most, I would, I mean, people can put up an argument, but I'll fight it is those were the most important time in our U S women's national team, because we made so much headway. Um, you know, there's, um, progress made within the Federation, obviously what the 99 world cup did as you spoke about TR with not just like the game in the U S but worldwide and sport in general. Um, so is, is massive. And you were like such an integral part of that. And I think, um, also an integral part of, Additionally to what you were saying, which is like Mary Lou Retton, Jackie Joyner-Kersey, you see it, you can be it. And that's what you provided for so many um, others as well. So it's just so, I mean, first of all, thanks for being here because I love you to death. But also I just think, you know, sometimes these players, like you had 20 players on the roster, right? And you hear these big names, but there's so many people that were such an important part of it. Yeah, thank you. Yes. So many people. I mean, I'm lucky to be able to sit here and talk with you like this. And TR, I don't want to put you on the spot by any means. If you can't answer a question, we totally get it. But Emily Davidson wants to know if you've played with any of the current players. I know Lori always talks about how she played with Christy Mewis at a camp. And I know you two played together. Well, heck, you live together. But playing with (laughs) any of the players that are currently still playing, did you play with any of them? 
I have to say that I'm old enough now. <laughs> I have not. I, I, I want to say Car- Carly Lloyd probably was like. Oh, yeah. But I don't even think we shared the field like in an actual cap together. It was more of like okay. Carly was coming on. Would like, you, were you just off the team before Meg came on then too? That would have been like, because 24, 25 was in for you. Oh, so Meg would have come on. Pino. Pino so would have, 2004 was my last camp. Like when yeah. we were living there in that summer. And then yeah. I actually was a um, alternate for the Olympic team. That's right. Yep. And so I actually didn't make the Olympic team in 04. And then it pretty much, I want to say fizzled after that. I don't, I don't, because then there was a coaching yeah. change, right? In 2005. Oh yeah. Greg came Greg. in. Yeah. yeah. Greg Ryan. Yep. Honestly, I don't, I didn't go into one camp with Greg. So pretty much after the Olympics and 04 and me being alternate, that was it. So in that, that then there was like the change. Yeah. And, so Carly so would have been the only one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Carly would have been the only one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no caps. You said no caps with her. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love it. I love these questions that we're getting. Tyler Green has a great one. I want to know this one too. As a player, was there a song or a quote or something that you used to tell yourself to get pumped up as a player before matches? 20 years ago, let us know. Well, let me think. Well, you may or may not know, I was kind of the hype one. No, not, not kind of. You were the hype one. It was I, awesome. I love music and I love dancing. So I love just being in the locker room, just like going crazy and getting everyone ready. And so I would make like playlists back in the day or probably CDs. But but then you would have like teammates like Bryce Curry, like sitting in the corner, like all like in her own head, doing her own like, <laughs> like totally before the game, you know, and I would just be like dancing around or she'd probably be like, get this girl out of here you know um but um I would say I don't know it just popped into my head I don't think I said it like every single time but I just remember thinking like when you're on the national team you at least the way that I felt I never felt like and kind of alluded to this earlier like like oh I've made it or I've arrived you know I've never want like in 10 years never did I feel so safe and like or complacent or I arrived. I just never had those feelings. So I always felt like play like it's your last, like this is your, I mean, it's kind of cheap, but I just remember having this feeling like, all right, TR, you're about to step onto the practice field, like in my head, like play like it's your last. Cause it really could be like, you never know, like if you're going to get called in again. So I, I kept myself present um, and would tell myself that often. I love that. I want to know a little bit about Lori. So playing with her, you already said she could lift you over your head. She could, she could throw you like that. I love that. But as a player, tell me a little bit about Lori. How was playing with her? How living with her? Heck, I want to hear all of your stories. Okay. So Lori and I, like, if you have the spectrum of like a soccer player. (laughs) I know where this is going to go. Exact ends, you know, exact like opposite ends of the spectrum. Like, like, Lori, so smart, so savvy, like tactically you were ahead of your time. I feel like, like, you know, you were just ahead of it all. Like you would see things five minutes before it would actually happen. Like your choices, your decision-making, um, just baller. And like physically, like I said, so strong, um, and endurance wise, like you could go for, I remember going on a run with you going, Jesus, I thought I was fast and fit, but like Lori, like this is too much. Like 
like obsessive like worker outer. Like I'm like, whoa, like, I thought I was like that, but she's like another level. I'm like, I gotta get my, you know, together here. Lori's like showing me up in this category. Um, so yeah, it's the opposite end. So I just was like a crazy ass, just like running around with a chicken with my head cut off, like slide tackling people and yeah, yeah, yes, yes. And also like super smooth on the ball as well. And also like, I felt like you were going to tell because the biggest thing that people laugh about me is like the way you see me now is not how I was on the field. I was like, so wild and intense and be like, Lori's ball, right? And like, <laughs> just so serious, right? Like, just so serious. And everyone's like, something's up here because this is not how you are off the field. Right. So we're, everyone's like a little bit like what's happening. Um, but I feel like with TR, like how you are off the field is very much how you are on the field. Like there's like a smoothness. There was this joy about playing. Yes. I mean, you're competitive. You weren't going to take um, any shit. I, I, I cuss every week. So here we, we still are. Uh, <laughs> and, but like, that's also what I needed because I'm like, I was having fun. It just came out in a different way. Like I was like so intense and was like, every game is the last game. Here we go. This is life or death. Yeah, exactly. It was. And it was like, no, you're going to need to chill out a little bit. Like this is, <laughs> this is a bit weird. Um, yeah. That's how I remember it though. I think that like it was perfect and it was like a really good balance. So yeah. yeah. And that's how it was off the field as well. And this one would give me the, the my life ad, life advice. Let me just tell you, because I know we're getting down to the wire. The best piece of advice, which is this is hilarious to me thinking 20 years later, though. And I told you this when we sat down um, for coffee. I had like got my first credit card when TR and I become friends, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so cool. And I bought like a pair of sevens jeans. So they're like $200, right? <laughs> and every month, like I was paying like the $10 minimum. And I meant, I don't even know how it happened. But like one day I was like telling um, TR, I was like, yeah, you know, something about the credit card and paying $10. And she was like, what? And what? pay it off. And I'm like, no, I'm paying the minimum. Like, I'm just paying the $10 minimum. I'll pay it off eventually. And she was like, absolutely not. Every month. And this isn't even funny. It's funny to me right now. But like every, she was like, sit down, sit down right now. Like you're, you're going to pay off this credit card every month and every month now that, and then her dad did my taxes. He's like, you need to find more write-offs. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I was thinking about this today too, before this, how many life lessons have come from you and your, um, and Tim and your dad, like yeah. own property. All, like I just, you gotta I was a bit of a mess at that period of time with relationships. Oh, TR yeah. had a real me in. She had oh, a real me in. She was like, you're not being kind. You're not being kind at all. <laughs> I mean, everything. I owe this one. I owe this person any sort of success I've had in this life, in this adult life, because of TR and Tim. I love this. We don't just talk soccer. We talk taxes. We talk buying real estate, owning property. We talk about relationships, relationship, credit card advice, credit card yeah. debt advice. I mean, anything. TR, I'm listen, a this should be, I'm a one woman show. Yeah, this reason? should be talk therapy every week with TR. Like, who needs, hey, listen, uh, I love Steve on here. He goes, thank goodness for that lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're saying it as um, sarcastic as I am, but I, that's how I'm reading it, which I um, really respect. And, and, and Tyler Green giving a shout out here that uh, 
Everyone needs a friend like TR. I agree. I agree with this. She can definitely do it all. This is fantastic. Tiara, TR, all of the different things that we've chatted with you about. This is fantastic. We're so happy that you were able to join us today. We usually end these with some final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Lori. Any final thoughts about national team, TR, another funny story you've got. Hit us with it all. I don't know if I have any more funny stories, but I do like this new um, welcome to financial hour with TR, Lori and Lisa in the chats. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that will be at four every, we'll do three to four US Women's National Team hour from four to 4.30 will be financial hour. Um, no, it was a pleasure. I feel like we didn't even dive deep enough um, in this conversation, but um, uh, the the Women's National Team is so lucky to have you and, um, and like such a good role model and we need um, former players back in the mix. So this is awesome. I totally agree with that. TR, I have one more question for you. You've coached collegiately, what, 15, 16 years now. And now with the national team, how is it different? I know you've only been in a few camps and you said you were really observing, but how is it different coaching at this level with the national team? Well, I feel a little bit bad, but I go back to my UCF team and I'm like, yes, this is so slow. Like, what are we doing? You know? And I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. And then I'll talk to them. You know, I know I'm being a little bit tougher on you guys, mm-hmm. but I'm holding you to a higher standard. But if I've just been watching the, the U.S. Women's National Team team for 12 days straight in camp and in games, like, you know, I'm going to come back and things are going to look different and it's only going to make us better. So um, I know I'll be harder on you guys. I know I'll be tougher on you guys, but you know, we'll just get our, our level will go up because of it. So, um, I mean, obviously there's so many differences, uh, Lisa, but you know, obviously the, the tempo and the intensity and the professionalism, it's just, I feel like when you're on, when you're working with the women's national team players, they're pros, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. women and they're pros and, uh, they act like pros. They want feedback. They want to get better. And my UCF, players they are obviously women and um have big goals but you know sometimes they have different types of priorities as well so helping them through that navigate life a little bit more in the college game um so many differences that we could probably talk about that's another show Yes. Well, I agree with everyone in our comments. We've got to get you back for more USWNT hour talk. Do you have any final thoughts for us TR as we go out? Any more financial advice, relationship advice for us and our listeners? <laughs> you know, just just be a good person. You know? <laughs> be good in relationships. Don't be dragging people on. Be good to people. Like you no, know, just be good to people. That's it. Um, no, you guys, so awesome being on here. Please have me back. I love having this chat. Oh my gosh, we want you back instead of the fans. Yeah, goodness. Everyone wants you back. We will have you back, TR. We'll have you back for a full hour, not just a half hour. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. TR, thank you so much for joining us. If you like this video and you dropped your social media handle in the chat, look out for a DM from us. You could be our Paramount Plus subscription winner. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere that you listen to your podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube to catch all of our interviews and get alerts for when we go live youtube.com slash attacking third we'll be back next monday for another us wnt hour thank you everyone so much for joining us tr this was a pleasure thank you 
You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.